Smartcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hold on to your butt. Come on, sucker. Let's get it on. Oh, you want to fight? You want to fight? I do not entertain hypotheticals. The world as it is is vexing enough. You don't know anybody named Iris? I don't know nobody named Iris. Can I have a piece of toast? I don't give a damn what you think you are entitled to. We are changing the course of history as we see it. That is what Western demands. How could you do this to me? Blit, I want to know. Why did you do that? What you feel only matters to you. Step back for one minute and look at the big picture. And that's all. No, no, not for the real fire. We often bond a family that very few can understand. Help me. Help you. I'm glad that you're all inspired to do this, Wes. Very impressed. What's your 100th episode song? Dude, that is almost identical to the original theme that we had. <laughs> I put a bunch of echoes on it and Kelly hated it. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. So here it is. <laughs> well, you know, it just goes to show that I am me. Why are we doing this podcast, do you think? Well, I had mentioned, let's do a movie review podcast. And you're like, um, okay. And I was like, great, we're going to do Joker tomorrow. And you're like, um, okay. And I was like, all right, let's do Joker. Wesley, go. And yeah. you're like, um. Uh, um okay. <laughs> Here's that original clip. This call is now being recorded. All right. Welcome to the first episode. And the first movie we're going to do is Joker. Wes? Well, Jello, thank you for the introduction. Joker. I don't know. It, it, Joker was something, I don't know how, how early you heard about it. We'll see how it shapes up for award season. It's pretty bad, dude. <laughs> Recorded using Google Voice. Yep. Because I had no other, I, I was like, I don't know how to do this. Let's just do it on Google Voice. I think I was on site at a job. I was like outside in the parking lot trying to stand behind the trailer. I mean, you've always wanted to do movie reviews, Wes. And if we hadn't done this, I'm pretty sure at this point you still wouldn't have done it. 
So knowing that you were all weird and perfectionist about it, I knew that in order for us to even get started, that this needed to be fun and easy and not a burden. Do you know how you knew that? Because I said, if we're going to start this, this has to be fun and easy and not a burden. I don't want to edit anything. <laughs> we're just going to record it. We're going to upload it. And that's going to be it, right? It's laughable to think of now. Because of how much work we actually do. But we make it look so effortless, Wes. We, we do. And boy, do we sound good. We don't have any vocal pauses. We don't have any ticks, any weirdness in our voices, right? It's, we're, it's perfect. And also, we're heavily edited. It's what I spend the bulk of my time doing. And look, it's not to say that anything is being cheated. We change almost nothing around. Really, it's just taking out air, taking out ums, Iris's clicks. Who would like to hear an assembly of Iris's little verbal Come click on. thing she does? Iris's click corner? So we should do a spot on Brian and Kelly. Who's Brian? Brian is the executive producer of McMillions. HBO's five-time Emmy-nominated McMillions. Now, I'm not going to ask who Kelly is because she makes her appearance in every single review. Because Kelly and I mostly watch every single one of these movies together. There are exceptions, the tax collector, the little things. And you can imagine what those movies have in common. Kelly is my fiance, beautiful lady, and she says that our discussions help to galvanize her opinions in some cases. She is certainly opinionated on her own, but ultimately when she decides whether or not she likes a movie, she listens to our discussion, which I hope applies to a lot of people, that it kind of helps you shore up how you feel about it. And we try to be fair and impartial, but also definitely give our opinions. Kelly is a lay movie watcher of good taste. Yep. It is because of Kelly that we reviewed Dan in Real Life, our second most listened to episode despite it being a patreon episode and she had really great instincts about the wolf snow hollow yeah that's arguable because her impression of that movie was in step with your own but here is kelly doing her best impression of chewbacca so what's your name <laughs> my name is kelly i am going to be doing my very best chewbacca impression take it away <laughs> god that should go viral like chewbacca mom yeah it's interesting that our reviews might galvanize kelly's own opinions because i think that leads to our overall review philosophy which is very personal we're not pretending that we're presenting unbiased opinions here it's not just like we like action movies so we review action movies but we see the ones that are getting attention and ones frankly that we think would be interesting to talk about your review philosophy stems a lot from Roger Ebert's style. Just the idea that he would review and give his own opinion. And if you didn't share his opinion, that was okay. It was certainly okay with Roger Ebert, but he would tell you why he held that opinion and it would be defensible most of the time. And I appreciated that. I hope our reviews at the very least can help people feel a little less alone. I mean, that's kind of sad, but I mean, 
I would like for our reviews to feel like fun water cooler type conversations that you have with your friends. But how are you feeling overall, Wesley, about our listenership? Is it where you thought it would be? No. The fact that this interview is not being hosted by Tom Segura, in order to substantiate your opinion, you kind of have to review spoilers. Uh, the twists and turns in movies are a lot, contribute a lot to their efficacy. I will admit that for some of my reviews, I don't always know. You've actually said, too, that you're not sure what your position is on a movie until we've thoroughly discussed it. We impose this stupid thing on ourselves where we, ha we feel like we have to deliver some kind of review, ultimately, to at least establish how we feel about it. But I'm conflicted Reading. a lot of the time. And frankly, one thing I can say is that I've never been dishonest. I've never said that I've loved a movie that I haven't liked, that I didn't like or anything because I don't have incentive to do that. But sometimes I'm not sure. I've just never given a, mo a movie begrudgingly a review that I regret. If I'm embarrassed oh, I about it, really? Oh, yeah. Because we're human and because we are not sure some of the times everything that we're saying, it's a very scary position to open your mouth and have things come out and then be surprised by them. <laughs> <laughs> what, what are we talking about here? What movie did I begrudgingly give a good review to? That you regret, or a bad one. I gave Soul a boring, for goodness sake. Yeah. Um, and to your point, it wasn't dishonest. Yeah, that's what But I it mean. was kind of a boring movie. <laughs> but I wouldn't go back and change any of my ratings. Nope. But when it comes to criticism, our doing this podcast changed the way that I view movies. I know that that's strange, and I don't mean it in some sort of fantastical way. We don't try to examine the fringe stuff, and we try to avoid, whenever possible, the brainless stuff, unless it's hugely commercially successful. I mean, I didn't pull any punches on Mulan. Totally review-proof. Octopus it teacher. <laughs> Well, I'm not. I'm still not sure how how serious that movie intended to be. The point I'm trying to make is that we select movies for their accessibility and for their uh, talkability, our ability to talk about them if we have something to say. Because there have been movies that I love or movies that I hate that I just don't feel would be a compelling review. And so like? it's interesting how well. I'm often hesitant because I'm a big time movie nerd and I come with all these facts, but I feel like Raiders of the Lost Ark. Everybody knows all the trivia about that movie. Back to the Future, one of my favorite, if not my favorite films. I can impart secrets that people don't already know. But for most people, they ain't got time for that, right? And so if we're a, a listener's source of movie reviews, then you got to give them everything you can, yep. right? And we like to make our content bite-sized and digestible. But that being said, like, you know, we're 100 episodes in now. I mean, do you really feel like you're a big-time movie nerd or has or whatever movies tested your movie knowledge? I have never approached movies from a scholarly perspective. It seems like a presumptuous thing to say, just to say it in that sentence. I watch movies because I like movies, and it has broadened my horizons and my ability to critically assess them. But if it were up to me, like I'll still watch any making of, any kind of feature, anything that gives me insight to the dumbest movies ever. And I'll just relish in it because that's the stuff I love. But to suggest that I'm an authority on any of these subjects or movies is absurd. Well, no one's really suggesting that. And I don't think that, um, I don't think that's what people, oh, I've smacked. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't think that's what people are coming to or whatever movies for. Here's that same smack repeated 10 times. <laughs> I don't think that's what people, oh, I've smacked. I don't think that's what people, oh, I've smacked. I don't think that's what people, I don't think that's what people, I don't think, I don't think, I don't, I don't. I don't I, 
Now I'm going to be all self-conscious. Thanks. Like you haven't been for the last 100 no, episodes? I've... I haven't. <laughs> it doesn't matter because I edited it out. Nobody knows until right now. This is why. So this is why I'm not self-conscious because in all of my rev- reviewing of your edits, the smacks are already omitted. Oh, is it a smack? That's what it sounded like. Okay, but we'll keep it as a click because Iris's smack corner <laughs> doesn't sound as good. <laughs> On the record, I don't do drugs. <laughs> and have never done drugs as far as I'm aware. Because our parents are junkies. And we, and look, yeah, we can substantiate it that way, but we're not kidding. We grew up in a household where there may have been some pot smoking. We're not talking about like meth junkies or anything. Although I'm pretty <laughs> sure that dad's stories about Disneyland included more than just pot. But I think our rebellion was never having done drugs. How come you get the Disneyland stories and I get the Martin Luther King stories? I don't know. I haven't heard this Disneyland story. Dad said that uh, his first time to Disneyland, because dad is from Chicago, he came to Disneyland and was like, let's go to Disneyland, man, and drop acid, man. No. And he was like in the sky cabin, freaking out, man. (laughs) How come dad, every single one of dad's stories begins with, hey, let's go this place and then do this drug. Yeah, man. So you included Don't Do Drugs in our opening. So the moral is, don't do drugs. That's it. This is a family-run business. As my quotes in the thing were meant to suggest. We offer you the bond of family. That very few can understand. Our process is, we record, Wes edits, Iris edits... I mean, not edits, but like notes. You give notes. And then, and then we finalize our episode, and then I do all the back-endy stuff, you know, to get it up online. And, and, and then Wes is our social media manager. Now, when it comes to this business stuff, this has always been your strong suit. Not that you're not the creative side of the thing, but when you approached me, I was like, look, I can give my best opinion on movies, and I'm certainly no slouch when it comes to the diligence of watching the film, trying to sit up. I've never been like, I don't know, I didn't like really think about it too much. I try hard because I really like movies. But as uh, John Lennon said, I'm an artist. You give me a freaking tuber, I'll get you something out of it. Which I think is going to go in our next intro one day. Well, you're, I think you're being nice to yourself because when I approached you, you said, yeah, I'm the talent. I don't do anything. <laughs> That's basically what I was saying, but it was also a joke. I don't know about that. That's me. I think there was something that was there was something that was serious about that or something that you would like to be serious about that. Should we ever have the luxury of having a team producing or whatever movies? I just watched a series of clips and I honestly believe that I'm the Tracy Morgan of movie reviewers. Like Tracy <laughs> Morgan Tracy Morgan does a thing and that's the only thing that Tracy Morgan does and I'm not sure if Tracy Morgan writes anything, produces anything or has any other kind of creative role in what he does. I think he's just Tracy Morgan. So I have a very specific application in this podcast. I loathe the business side of it. I I don't really, you know, I'm not good at metrics and blah, blah, blahs. I'm here to be Tracy Morgan. And that apparently has, is an integral component of this particular podcast. But I I kind of think that you like that or whatever movies is still small. Like, I kind of feel like you would be afraid if we really broke through. 
The only thing that scares me is the personal attention on me and the idea that I would have to account for or justify my position because I sleep well every night, you know, knowing that I didn't say anything inflammatory or stupid or or racist or judgy or anything like that on our podcast. I'm trying to have fun, but still cancel culture is a thing and people are going to come at me, bro. And I don't want to deal with that. I'm not scared of the people. I'm scared of what the damage I'm doing to myself. Who said it? It was in, uh, oh, it was in the social network where Justin Timberlake told Mark Zuckerberg, when they come for you, it's going to be for something you've already done. Any way that you're going to be tripped up, you've already done it to yourself. Look, I get it's hard for you to not be racist, but you didn't even want to like put our names as authors on or whatever movies. Like if you could do this anonymously, you would. I totally would. That's weird. We got traction on one social media post and you were like, this is disconcerting. I was like, are you kidding me? It you was, want us? Do you want us to fail? I guess it was what I'm disproportionate, you. especially for a movie that I that I ragged on. There was no reason that of all the movies that one should have gained traction. Well, you never know why things gain traction. I mean, you did say in a not obvious sarcastic way that Wolf Walkers was the best movie that you had seen. <laughs> that was <laughs> a totally saying. sarcastic way. It wasn't sarcastic. No, it wasn't obviously sarcastic. It was subtle. People ain't got time to suss out your tone. And I just, you know, I'm just saying, want us to succeed, please. I do. Well, then you got to get up on, you know, social. So I handle the social media posts and sometimes my opinions, I try to be objective, but sometimes my opinions bleed through and I take little jabs at Iris. Yeah. What's up with that? I don't know, because it's funny. And sometimes you're right and I'm wrong. And sometimes I'm right and you're wrong. And when that happens and I'm the one posting about it, I can kind of drive that point home. Well, it's cool because I get my jabs in through the poster quotes, I which I design. Those. I have complete autonomy in selecting poster quotes. Yep. One of my favorites is, which should have been in uh, double quotes, was, do you think that hearing is bad? <laughs> Ah, that was one of my favorite jabs at you because nobody thinks hearing is bad. I think the producers behind Sound and Music, Sound and Metal, think think that. <laughs> no, they don't. I'm sorry. What do you love about or whatever movies? What do I love about it? Yeah. Well, um, you know, you said that you liked doing it because you felt close to your sister, and I thought that was sweet. Oh, you and, had, and you made sure to bring that up on the anniversary episode or on the 100th episode episode. And oddly sentimental and touchy-feely for you to say. I mean, so much so that I don't know, even know that I could say that. I'm Japanese. Um, yeah, which is why you wouldn't be saying something like that. Right. That's what I'm saying. It's difficult. You're welcome. Uh, I enjoy, it's a great creative outlet for me, you know, balancing a day job, balancing kid life, you know, family life and kids, balancing our other podcasts that we're pursuing about Dracula and stuff. Like, it's a lot to do, but I do it because it continues to be fun for me because I like to have a tangible artifact of the time that I spent watching and researching a movie. Uh, I like the idea that, you know, someday, um, you know, Paloma might watch an old movie and think to review her old woman's review on it. <laughs> old woman? I've heard of old doesn't man. Have the same, I've never it doesn't have the same old, ring, does it? Old woman. <laughs> I want to see what my old woman thinks about this. <laughs> <laughs> what you know but wouldn't that isn't that interesting to think that she could watch a movie she could watch i don't know uh tenant 
in 20 years and be like, I wonder what my mom thought about that. Nobody's going to watch Tenet in 20 years. See, that was another one of those movies that you were wrong about. Right. I can't say that I haven't thought about, like, Wesley suddenly died in a tragic bass fishing accident and people and then my friends or family will be like, we have hours of podcast episodes to listen to. Let's visit Wesley. <laughs> I mean, do you know that I'm actually at peace with the sound of my recorded voice now, having heard it so many times? That's amazing. And I love that we have a, a an intimate, loyal following. And I appreciate our listeners who, you know, one day we can say we're there from the beginning. And I also don't want to get down on us. I think for an, a 100% organic podcast, like we're doing pretty all right. And if we're having fun, what I guess what does it really matter? We're keeping it 100 on our 100. 100%. So let's hear it. What is your best Chewbacca impression? that was more like that was more like the dismissal sound when you make a bad joke make a bad joke what did zero say to eight nice belt that's, no, that's you womp womp. i can't do the gargly i see i can't do you're the see that's the thing you're the impressions dude don't have a choking attack. You're the dude who does the impressions. You're the impressions dude. You're the trivia dude. You're <laughs> the dude I ask questions to, regardless of whether or not you you know the answer. And I'm the one who makes sure that I cause you to, to stretch your emotional boundaries and who has the most insightful comments and who is the comic relief. So you're saying I'm the talent? <laughs> I mean, in the sense that I'm usually steering the conversation, I guess. So what other what clips are... you got for us? Paloma. You should clip Paloma. Who's Paloma? You never stated who Brian was. Who's Brian? He's my husband. He is the father of my children, Paloma and Aurelia. He is the guy who often watches movies with me. And so Paloma is an occasional visitor to our podcast in that sometimes she'll come in and ask if she can have an apple or something. <laughs> Here's a clip of Paloma. How old are you, Paloma? Um, four. And Actually, my name is a different one. Tell me. Barry. Oh. Are you a little girl? No, I'm a bee. Oh, Barry the bee. But right now I'm not. Right now I'm Dizzy. And is Dizzy a little girl? Mm-mm. She's a helicopter, right? Aw, listen to that little, that little shrimpy voice. And also, that shrimpy voice is immortalized in time as a part of or whatever movies. So the other thing we have is our bloopers reel. So we found that uh -oh. in the editing process, sometimes you know we try to stay on our on top of our game, but we're human. So here's some clips. She's just an Australian accent uh, actress. She's just an. She's just an Australian actress. Wow. Wow. She's just an Australian actress. So we are reviewing this in anticipation. So we are reviewing Train to, Train to Busan in the anticipation, in anticipation of Peninsula. Train to Busan presents. Wow. It's like total wind, um, breaking wind, not breaking wind. Yeah. <laughs> what is it? I'm leaving that in. It's totally, uh. What is it called when you, uh, knock, knock no, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's totally getting, he totally got, gets an air, or, the air knocked out of him. 
boy. And there was also a lot of very modern kind of cinematography. There was a lot of modern type cinema. Oh my gosh. But I liked the way that the big thing, I liked the way that the big, I liked the way that the big themes played out. Where you have time to formulate a plan, but a plan, where you have time to formulate a plan. <laughs> I like, I, I like the, 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 the Train to Busan, train to Busan Peninsula. Train to, <laughs> train to Busan presents. Yeah, it was kind of weird to see state to to see state. What <laughs> to see Steve Martin? It was weird to see Steve Martin kind of play the straight guy. Yeah, whopper fried to the back of the seat kind of guy. <laughs> he he went a little Marge lar- large Mar- Mar- he went Man, a little, you're full of them today. Large. Monsters Ball opposite Holly Berry. Of when, course, for which she won. Monsters Ball for when she went for what for what for what for which she won uh, her Academy Award. <laughs> <laughs> So your angle was that these be quick and light. And at one point you had suggested doing reviews during our daily commutes, which were extensive, and trying to make this a a podcast that other people could listen to on the commute. But for logistical reasons, that fell through. Yeah, I think that one of our titles that never made it was like comments on commute or like commute was literally, I put literally put it in the title, but that went away with hit or miss with bro and sis and some other doozies that we had considered yeah and and sibling revelry which kate hudson took and then never did anything with i don't think what else do we have we had the wesley and iris movie podcast experience or something big bro and little sis movie podcast or something so explain to me or whatever movies well or whatever movies is nice because it's ownable and we say whatever or we say or whatever a lot it's kind of a tick. And so uh, it seemed authentic. And the businessy, pragmatic part of me set a deadline and we needed to have a name in order to launch this thing. So we did it. Yep. I mean, really, what's in a name? Come on. I don't know. But it's about time we got some audio. What we need is audio branding. That's like also. the thing. Well, sonic branding is like another way to search for something now. And in our flash briefings, which are soon to come, it's really important in terms of retention and memorability if your brand is associated with Sonic branding. Okay, here it is. Take one or whatever movie Sonic branding and go. Oh, For no, go. Do it. Oh, 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 I'm going to do the Sonic branding? Yeah, do it. Do it. <laughs> I can't do it. There we go. <clears throat> I think that's trademarked. What, I, think the... I think that's trademarked. No. Uh... That fanfare is definitely somewhere. How about rawr? Was that supposed to be scary or, <laughs> or sexy or what? That's supposed to be like, you'd be like, well, that's MGM. Look, we need a paid professional, even if she's paid in like carrots or apples or something. What's Paloma doing right now? Oh, I thought you were referring to Celia. And I was like, I don't think that that's what she likes to eat. Celia, who I've referenced in all of our Korean movie reviews, uh, is That's racist. I know. Is really is a very talented graphic designer, as is her husband Dao. And um, this is my passive aggressive way of asking her to do all of our um, brand packaging. Nice. 
a hundred reviews. I'm extremely proud of a hundred episodes. It was Yay. not easy to do. Not easy to do at all. Yes, some of them are embarrassing to listen to now. Some of them were recorded together. Some of them were recorded apart. But if that sound quality is bad, it's only a sign of how far we've come since then. And how far it is. I think that for me personally, I have come into my full essence as usually manifested with you. Like we don't, I don't think I'm, I'm not terribly filtered with you. I am so comfortable with you that when you see me with other people, you're like, why are you being all weird and nice? And I think that took me a little while because at first I didn't have a ton to say. And then at some point I kind of found my voice. So I guess I can say I really appreciate or whatever movies and this experience for that too. All right. Well, thanks for this, Wes. And thank you to our listeners for a hundred episodes of your listenership and loyalty. A hundred, in case you're wondering about the math, represents our primary episodes available anywhere you find podcasts. In addition to our 40 plus Patreon selected titles, which are available only on Patreon, unless you happen to go to our website. When are you going to fix that? You know what? I'm just thinking I'm going to let them. I'm going to open the floodgates and we're going to give our listeners all 100 episodes of goodness. Or whatevermovies.com. Click on the poster art, right? Should open up the episode. And for a limited, possibly a limited time, all the episodes will be unlocked. Eric Shamlin, Ray Dolan, Susan Pittman, Ross Pittman, Amy Chafin. Also known as The Snake. And? And my favorite, Kelly Ray. Thank you for your support. We appreciate it. And it meant a lot to us as we got or whatever movies off the ground. And it means a lot to us now that you stuck with us. Thank you to all of our listeners. We hope that you've enjoyed this 100th episode special. And we'll see you next time. Hey, guys. It's Miriam Love here. And I want to share something very special with you. Check out my new release, All In. The Spanish Remixes, out now on Electric House Records. And always remember, be love, share love, all love. Available now wherever you listen to music. Today is working for me. Do you believe that for yourself? Hey, I'm Pastor Julie, and I want to empower you through encouragement, inviting you to my podcast, Big Truth Encouragement, where I unpack living a faith-filled life. I created my podcast for the ladies, but gentlemen, you'll gain something too. So I invite you to listen to Big Truth Encouragement on Electricast and any platform where you listen to your podcast. Electricast.